0: Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. We are finally back on our normal rotation. We'll be releasing on Wednesday like everyone else in the world because that's how we roll. (laughs) My name is Aaron Avra and with me, as always, week in, week out, snow, sleet, rain, shine, apocalypse, Donatus Carroll, how are you doing?
1: Aaron, my oh man, I'm doing great, dude. It's a rainy day up here in Havisham County. I don't know if it's raining where you are, but uh, I'm ready to rock and roll, even in the rain. So, uh, feeling great, man. Feeling blessed. How are you, brother?
0: I'm good. It is also raining down here in Austin. I thought we were done with the rain. I thought, I could have sworn that I saw that we were supposed to have a bunch of sun this week, um, and that is not the case. It is, it is still raining. Um all right, listeners, so once again, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Once Upon East 112, uh, share, comment, rate, uh, whatever you want to do. Um, this episode is going to be a little different. This one is headed up primarily, not, not even primarily, completely by Donatus Carroll. He is going to take the reign. He'll explain what's going to happen, and let us know how we do. Go ahead, Don, just take it away.
1: Yeah, so uh, I got something a little bit different for you guys our listeners. Um I am somebody who is big on uh, conspiracy theories. I love a good conspiracy theory, whether it ends up that there is any truth to it or not. I love the idea of conspiracy theories and just being able to believe that something may not be exactly what it seems. My wife always gives me a hard time about believing stuff that are that are not real. And she likes to prove that they could be true and stuff like that. So that's kind of one of our things that we go back and forth on. So something happened last week after we released that got me thinking about some conspiracy theories. And so for this episode, I'm going to give about four different conspiracy theories (laughs) that I think are involved with uh, sports. Most of them I think revolve around football, but, uh, So you guys feel free to to let us know whether you think I have any merit to what I'm saying or if you think I'm completely ridiculous and that I'm an idiot, feel free to drop that as well. But Aaron has no idea what I'm going to say. So how this is going to work is I'm going to give a statement based off of the conspiracy theory that I believe, and Aaron's going to give us his live thoughts on whether he agrees or whether he thinks that I'm an idiot. Aaron, how how do you feel? You ready to rock and roll?
0: Uh, We got – Four votes, all four of them, you're an idiot. Is that how it works? Is it over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. All time. right, and, and this, was, this was Once Upon East 112. Please comment, letting just know you are an idiot.
1: All right. Oh, man, that's funny. That was well played. I I couldn't help awesome.
0: myself. I couldn't help it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I kind of threw you the alley oop on that one. I want to know how to <laughs> dunk it. <laughs> awesome. So let's get started. Conspiracy theory number one. I believe that, um, so, so many of the things, this, this part is actually kind of true. So many of the things, whether on your phone, if you say something or it, like repeatedly, you'll start to see ads for it. So I think that ESPN has found a way to tap into the the phones of people who do smaller podcasts like ourselves, and to have <laughs> people spying in on us, and based off of the topics that we do or record, ESPN then gives themselves enough chance to react and get it out, because they can't have smaller podcasts of smaller people like us making them look bad. So that's why you see that ESPN, after Aaron said the thing about Teddy Bridgewater going to the Carolina Panthers, ESPN came out and said the same thing. Last week, around the same time that we did our five new coaches and how we thought they were going to do, ESPN, either that same day or the next day, came out with the same kind of thing. And so I think that ESPN has found a way to tap into our phones like so many of these big markets like Facebook does it. Instagram does it. ESPN has also found a way to tap into our phones and, and try to get ahead of us so that we don't make them look bad. That is my first conspiracy theory. Aaron, what do you think? Do I have any merit or am I an idiot for that one?
0: Oh, no. No, 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 no. This, is, this one is, in my opinion, full of merit. I'm actually scrolling through all of our texts so I can find the sign, call out the guy's name directly. <laughs> um, because that because that's how we play this. That's how we we roll over here. But no, I am a huge conspiracy theorist in this way. Uh, I have on my computer one of those uh, camera closing things because uh, I watched. For any of y'all that watched Black Mirror, I'm not sure if you watched Black Mirror. Who's um, seen uh, watch Black Mirror? No, All right, well check it, check check it out. It is creepy. It's very good. But Black Mirror made me more conspiracy theory wise in terms of like everything we're saying and doing is being listened and watched. And so like yeah. I, I bought I bought a camera closer for my my computer. Well, and as we know, so like I'm currently well y'all don't know this this wasn't the part I was gonna say but I'm currently planning um a, some surprises for my wife's birthday and uh, in two weeks. And there has been ads on ads on ads on social media for the yeah. places I've been looking at, uh, even though I did not look them at there. So we know these are the things. I think your conspiracy theory is valid that, uh, ESPN has somehow gotten Mark Zuckerberg to come down, chill with them for a second so they could learn their, their, their wiretapping or either Zuckerberg or the Belichick staff has been hanging out with ESPN because his name is Rivers McCown, and I don't even think he works for ESPN because underneath it says Special Two ESPN.com. Maybe he works for them, I don't know. On February twentieth, the day that we recorded our podcast, I think it was there recorded, he put out a article that says, "Which new NFL coach will make the biggest impact? How all five hires could fare?" And that is the exact thing we talked about. Not only that, just correct me if I'm wrong. I threw this idea out to you like a month ago. And the reason yeah. we hadn't done it yet is because we were waiting on the Browns to make all their decisions because the people we wanted to hire were still in the playoffs. So we couldn't hire anybody. And even though it was speculated, it wasn't official because it could have changed. But I threw this idea out to you like a month ago, right?
1: Yes, you did. I have the
0: text. And and so we have this entire conversation. Thank you, the two of you that listened to it. And (laughs) one of them being Rivers McCown, probably, has taken our ideas and pretty much had some of the similar takes we had in terms of who is going to have the greater and least success. He talked about um, Matt Rule and them probably going to have the least amount of success because they've taken the more ambitious route. Aka, they're getting rid of everybody. Um, and yes, I do. Sorry, this is all of this is a roundabout way of me trying to put all my credit into this that we were ripped off by ESPN. You are correct.
1: Yeah, and so uh, ESPN, since we know that you're listening to us now, um, we want our credit. Also, ESPN and Facebook started a partnership in September of 2019 um, that would allow ESPN to provide, like, sports-related digital shows and content and stuff like that to Facebook Watch. So in order for them to be able to do stuff like that, they have to get ahead of the curve um, and come up with hot takes like the ones that we have. So all this just goes to prove that, yes, Mark Zuckerberg is tied into this. And we already know, like, um, and if you don't believe us, you can say, just say something, I don't know, pick something random and say, like, pizza, and just say pizza throughout your day, like, just at random times or whatever, and watch and see if you don't start to see ads for pizza on Facebook or Google or whatever. So uh, thank you, Aaron, for agreeing with me on that. Um, I appreciate your support. That is the end of Conspiracy Theory number one. That one goes to prove that I have some merit to that one.
0: Conspiracy
1: <laughs> Theory number two, the so-called court debate shows, quote-unquote debate shows. Um, I believe that those are rigged to um, because people obviously, like with us, like we agree a lot. Uh, but people don't like to see people agree. So the sports, like ESPN, um, First Take is one of them. Um, what's the one on Fox Sports with Skip uh, Bayless? Skip and Shannon um, uh, yeah. Budish yeah is that is that that's one of them, but um max Kellerman our first take about a year and a half ago, accidentally uh, ousted himself him and stephen a were um we in a were in a i think a disagreement and um and max said to stephen a he said this this is the way that this show works. You argue one point and I argue the other one. Do you think that I'm supposed to make your point? And you could kind of see, as soon as he said it, he was like, I was not supposed to let people know that we already have it scripted, what we agree on and what we disagree on. So these sports debate shows are actually rigged so that it lures us in so that we watch people debate. But I don't know that how many of the points and the takes that the people have are ones that they come up of their own, rather than it's a big money scheme to get us all hooked. Whereas shows and podcasts like Aaron and I, if we have a disagreement, it's because we actually have a disagreement, not because we have a <laughs> producer telling us to disagree on uh, Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield. So <laughs> that is my first conspiracy theory. I encourage my, my second conspiracy theory. I encourage you guys not to drink the Kool-Aid. Aaron, do you think I have any merit or am I an idiot for that second one? I think. Uh, sports course, is not really being legitimately debate
0: I, I will agree with half of them Okay. so like, let me explain so on ESPN there are ones that I think are genuine so um, around the horn where they typically discuss and debate uh, and PTI where they discuss and debate I think those two are genuine Right, like, because you see people agree, you see people disagree, um, and I feel like that's, like, normal with the humankind. Right. For the ones in the morning, however, like you mentioned, there is no way on earth that every major sports topic, they have polar opposite viewpoints. Right. <laughs> period. Like, besides (laughs) the fact that they only argue the same thing over and over and over again, they have, like, they don't even have, like, slightly differing viewpoints. It couldn't be any more different. Like, one person could say the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, and the other one would say, are you kidding me? They're going to have the number one overall pick. They're so bad. Like, that is so different in views. And yeah. the Cowboys is, like, one of the five things they talk about on those shows. Um, um, and I think they cater everything. I, th- I think you're right. I I don't watch First Take anymore. I used to love Max Kellerman. And then when he was on Sports Nation, and then they paired him up with Skip Bayless. Not Skip Bayless. Stephen A., who I I don't know why I enjoyed it when it was, Stephen A. and and um, and Skip Bayless, I guess, because both of them were so loud and so um, extra and and ridiculous that I was able to consume it easier because they were both ridiculous. But then they threw my boy Max in there, who I did enjoy in, in uh, Sports Nation, and now I'm seeing ridiculous Stephen A. And now ridiculous because he's trying to match the level of Stephen A. Max Kellerman. Yeah. And I just can't do it. But anyway, if Max Kellerman gave away the secret recipe, I 100% believe that that's probably what it is. Because no one wants to watch a show or listen to it. Well, I guess we should start doing this. Yeah, that's
1: going to tell us what to disagree on.
0: Yeah, because if I was to watch a sports debate show, and both of them were like, yeah, of course, Pat Mahomes is the best QB out there. Next, yeah, of course, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Next, it it wouldn't be as, as good to watch. I guess that's where podcasts are good because they're just discussion. But, right. oh no, now that I sit back and think about it, because they want the ratings, absolutely. They're told, and I'm willing to bet how it goes, at least in, or on both of them, well, yeah, on both of them, because I would say that. Skip Bayless, even though their show is new. Hillman uh, Shannon, theirs is new, but he has, I guess, quote unquote, seniority in those type of shows. And right. Stephen A. probably has seniority being on first take for so long that they probably ESPN probably defaults to them and is like, hey, we're thinking about doing this topic. What side do you want? We'll give the other one to Max and watch them watch them squirm. And uh, <laughs> and nope, I I have fully gone on board with. Cause I feel like, I feel like Around the Horn is almost like just a TV podcast where they're either, where right. they're just discussing topics and they happen to disagree sometimes. Yeah. Yep. I think it's just like reality TV, it's all planned. All of it. Yeah. And, well, I, and Chip think- and Stephen A are the masterminds. <laughs>
1: for their respective oh, shows. For their yeah. respective shows. Well, but too, like there's been rumors that um, that Skip Bayless may come back to ESPN, and they would have to find something to do with Max because I think first take I don't know for sure, but first take viewings have kind of taken a hit since um, since Skip Bayless left left for Fox, and you're right, it's because like they were both both Skip and both Stephen A were like super loud, um, like Skip would be like Stephen A like. You're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Another thing about Stephen A, um, Stephen A is one of those TV personalities. Like, he's got a big TV personality, but he's also known for being loud. Uh, And it's not just because, like, they want him to play, like, the loud African-American man. It's because, like, he has built his career being loud. And he's known for saying things like, that's blasphemous or, are you crazy or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, he just has that voice that's like, that's blasphemous, Max. Are, are you kidding me? And so like, it, it's all, it's all kind of been staged to kind of make it to where we're all, um, pulled in, which I go for it every single day. I fall for it just about every single day and watch the first take. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, but I think, um, you know, shows like Around the Horn, PTI, um, those are kind of more like talk show type stuff than That's they are true. like than they are like because, like even like Stephen A has his own like radio talk show, which I don't know that he does it as much anymore, but he did. Um and I'm sure people that did, did tune in as much to listen to him on that radio show as they did for First Take. So um so yeah.
0: There we go. Conspiracy then, Vaughn, uh, do you think that so? If there's rumor that Skip will come back, this is off the conspiracy theory. I'm just trying now. I'm creating new conspiracy theory. Does that mean? Do you think Fox Sports is like running out of money? Then, like, because I know that the big appeal was they could match. Not necessarily running out of money. I guess that's not the right way to say it. But yeah. they could match or outbid ESPN for some of their talent and ESPN went through that time period where they like fired a ton of people. Uh, And then that's when you saw people start to leave and go to Fox sports. But if a big name like Skip is willing to turn himself back around and go back to first take, I wonder if Fox sports financially is struggling to still be able to keep the level of sports talent that ESPN is able to do because ESPN only focuses on sports. Like Fox, as right. a giant that has several facets, and only one of their facets is sports. Does that yeah, make sense. So what
1: I, yeah, 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 So what I think happened was that um, like ESPN was a large monopoly before, and so. Um, they didn't think that like a smaller quote unquote at the time a smaller market like Fox was going to be able to compete with them. So I think what they thought was they were probably like, uh, eh, you know, like we can afford to lose these people, or you know, Skip's asking for this much money and we can afford to lose him because we can we can find him like he's replaceable, whatever. So I think what happened was they allowed Skip Bayless to go to Fox, and and you're right, Fox Sports. When they, when they started, they built Skip Bayless as this big name, ki um, because he was coming over from ESPN. He was one of the first people when you think about like the debate shows. He's one of like the original people that are known for debates. So what happened was people started tuning in to Skip Bayless and they paired him with Shannon, with Shannon, um with Shannon Sharp. And so Fox started, started generating more money. And so now I think ESPN has realized they made um they made a mistake. And I think for ESPN it's all about control. Like they they want to be the, the larger um the larger the network or whatever. They've realized that that Fox Sports has started to be able to compete with them, whether it's in basketball or college football. Um like I think Texas played more on, on Fox Sports than um than ESPN did. I think the Big Twelve has a has a, a agreement with, uh, Fox Sports to show all of their, um, or to show the majority of their, their college football games on Fox Sports. And so I think ESPN has realized that Fox Sports has kind of started dipping their hands into that, that money revenue and ESPN doesn't like it. So if they can entice a big name, I mean, a huge name from, from Fox, like Skip Bayless, and that kind of swings the, Swings the power back into their hand. I think it's all about power for for ESPN, so. Yeah, that yeah. answers your question. So, yeah, but,
0: yeah, point. it does. Well, and if they, if they have to re-find a place for Max, bring Sports Nation back. I like Sports Nation. I want that back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was sure. a fan of I that. I like Sports Nation too.
1: I didn't, I didn't watch it as much when Max was on there, but, um, Marcellus Wiley and Michelle Beadle? Wasn't that their show?
0: Yeah, what, what, it, uh, Max was on there with Marcellus and Michelle Beadle, and then Max left and it became Michelle, Marcellus, they brought in, oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with dreads. what was his name? Um yeah, uh, I can
1: see his face, I don't know his
0: name. The I can't one. remember, and then Carrie Champion would come on from time yeah. to time, and, and it was, yeah. it, it was still good then, and then they just got rid of it, so. Bringing back Sports Nation, I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because Matt right,
1: started to okay. build a a name for himself, to where they can't just yeah. completely get rid of him. So absolutely, yeah, find a place to put him.
0: Well, he's so. he's the boxing uh, um, professional. Like he's the go to right. guy for boxing, and now that boxing yeah. is like becoming a thing again, uh, you can't get rid of like your your person who has a an in in the boxing world, like people recognize and respect him in the boxing world so to get rid of him is to go ahead and get rid of like your credibility towards this sport that is resurfacing itself you know yeah yeah for sure yeah
1: awesome so so far two of my two points have married my third point kind of goes um along that line of the second one but i believe that the nfl my third conspiracy thing is this the nfl Rigs the majority of their games, and and here's here's an example for that. Like the more that I think about it, there's absolutely no reason why the Kansas City Chiefs should have been down to the Houston Texans twenty-four to nothing. But then what happens? It, it was like it wasn't like the game was close after that. It was like. The the Chiefs outscored the Texans fifty-one to seven the rest of the game and ended up beating them fifty-one to thirty-one, and then what happened is the the very next week the Chiefs find themselves down again to the Tennessee Titans, and then in the Super Bowl the the Kansas City Chiefs are down again by double digits, and I think what happened was the NFL wanted to build like they realized what they had in in Patrick Mahomes, and so they wanted to kind of. Build the um, the legend, quote unquote, of of Patrick Mahomes by saying, look, he he led his team back from 24 to nothing. Look, he led his team down from 17 to seven. Look, he led his team down from being 10 being down 10 points with like six minutes left. Um, Because the other alternative is, like, which this is a very – this could be legit because as a Falcons fan, like, I blame Kyle Shanahan. But, like, the other alternative is, like, Kyle Shanahan didn't learn his lesson the first time, and so he made the complete same mistakes. But I think, like, the NFL has so much money involved, and I think for the NFL it's also a big thing about, like, power and money and, and, and all that stuff, and so I think, like, They do what they can to kind of rig games to where like viewership is going to be higher for the following week. A second Mm -hmm. example, and you could, you could speak to this probably better than I could, was when the Cleveland Browns went 0 and 16. Like I just, I don't believe that there is any legit reason why an NFL team should go 0 and 16 because it wasn't like, the the year that the Browns went 0-16, it wasn't like there were just the 16 teams, like there were 16 teams that were better than the Browns um, or, or 12 teams because I know they played their division twice, so whatever the math is there. But it's not like all those teams <laughs> were just that much better than the Browns. It, it has to be somewhere that after, like, the Browns started going, like, or 0-13, the NFL realized, like, ha, we have a second team that can go 0-16. So they started, however they did it, started finding ways to make the Browns go, make the Browns lose games or throw games or whatever. And then, and I don't remember this exactly, but then, like, the last game of the season, they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, there, it's what fourth and two, I think, with like a minute and and forty six seconds or something like that. I tried to look it up to see if I could get it exact. And Deshaun Kaiser drops back and throws a pass to Corey Coleman, who either like bobbled the ball and it was picked up by Joe Hayden, a former picked off by Joe Hayden, a former Brown, or he dropped a wide open pass. And. I I know that, that Corey Coleman is not a good receiver, like, at all. I'm sure you have many frustrations with him. But I just have a hard time believing that he would drop a wide-open pass without there being any any reason for the Browns to go 0-16 or for him getting, like, a whole bunch of money or whatever. So I think that there are certain games that the NFL rigs, in order to – to built-up viewership because, again, the more viewers you have, the more money you make, and the more money you make, the happier your owners are. So, Aaron, do you think I have any legit merit to the NFL ranking games, or am I an idiot for that one?
0: As much as I would love to jump on this conspiracy theory train. Uh, I can't do it. I can't believe, I can't I I I've heard this argument several times that the internet that the NFL must rig games. But I just I just don't I, I don't think they do. Uh I I, I see the uh, the convenience of the Cheats and having two games where they're down by double or three games, however many it was, four games, twenty games, down by double digit scores, and Pat Mahomes leads them back. As much as I want to believe or think that your conspiracy theory holds merit there, I just I I don't think it does. I don't really have a solid argument for it. Like you had a good argument. Uh-huh. I just don't know if they would, if, if a whole multi-million, billion, whatever dollar industry is built off of rigging it, like, like the WWE, you know, like wrestling. Yeah. I, I, I find a hard time believing that football is like wrestling where it's all rigged, because it's not all for show. That 2016 Browns team, they <laughs> were bad. In every <laughs> in every essence of the I think it was two thousand sixteen. Uh, yeah. in every essence of the way it was twenty seventeen team. Okay. Uh they were that. Let me give you I'm pulling up their their roster. Okay. <laughs> Here is what we were working with. On the Cleveland Browns. Our three quarterbacks were Kevin Hogan, Cody Kessler, and Deshaun Kaiser. Running backs were Crowell, who was okay for a year, uh, Matthew Days, um, Duke Johnson. Receivers: Sammy Coates, Corey Coleman, Matt Hazel, Ricardo Lewis, uh, Rashad Higgins, before he was, I think he was like a rookie that year, and Josh Gordon, I believe, was suspended. I don't even know if he played that year. Tight in Seth right. DeVal, um, Matt Lingle, who I don't even remember him, David Njoku, which he <laughs> was a rookie that year. Um, our, offensive, our offensive line, that's pretty good. Uh, but, I mean, looking at this, there was no perceivable talent on this team that I could justify the other way around that we uh, should have won a game. We played uh, what well, we lost to the Jets by three, the Titans in overtime by three. Um, that was an all-field goal game. I remember watching that one. Um, lost to the Packers in overtime because Brett Hundley, I remember that game. I thought, man, here's our win. We're playing Brett Hundley. Still beat us. Um, <laughs> we were bad. Uh, and then if I was to believe that games were rigged, though I I would imagine you would need like competent coaches to be able to rig a game. But the Browns would have been a playoff team this year. You know what I'm saying? Like they were the they were the hot name all off season. People were jumping on board. Well people were very split, but people were jumping on board that they were a Super Bowl favorite or they were an AFC favorite. The Browns, a team that was 0-16 just three years ago, if games were rigged, should have found their way deep in the playoffs to be like, oh, look at this team that we have now. Uh, The worst team ever is now back in the playoffs. Um, I just refuse to believe that is rigged because this would have been the perfect time for them to show us that it was rigged by allowing a coach like Freddie kitchen to make it deep in the playoffs. This would have been the year. Uh, That's a very good point. Instead,
1: instead we were
0: a very disappointing team and we have a new head coach again. And here we are. So if there's any rationale, for me, it's to believing that that we—it's it, not rigged. It's the fact that the Browns should have at least been in the playoffs. That's all I got. That's all I got. I, I just—I—I find—I do find it convenient that things happen. I just genuinely believe that the Chiefs must. I mean, the Chiefs didn't have as stellar of a season this year. They've had years past. I think they just started slow this year in everything, in every game. And teams knew that they had to bring their best from the moment the ball was kicked and their best shot was to try and go up big and then find a way to hold on. And they just couldn't hold on because Pat Mahomes would wake up and throw dimes everywhere, um, which is hard to rig dimes. You know, it's not like, it's not like they had penalty on penalty on penalty that went their way that helped them go. It's Pat Mahomes is a monster. And, you know, you need some help there with that monster status to to come back from 24 points or whatever it was. Um, all that to say, I do not agree with this take. I've heard this take from several people in that, in general, the NFL is rigged, and I do not believe it. Done. Case okay. closed. You're an idiot. <laughs>
1: Well, there you have it, folks. We have our first, uh, disagreement. Aaron thinks I'm an idiot for saying that the NFL has rigged games. I, cool. I, I still, I still think that some of the games are rigged, but we will, uh, stay tuned. I'm sure
0: we'll have this debate later on. That <laughs> so, cause when the Browns so, do win a Super Bowl, everybody's going to come at me with that take and be like, no, it's rigged because the Browns finally won one. Ha 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 ha. Stupid <laughs> you joke. People
1: don't forget it. When, the, when the Browns do win a Super Bowl, I want you to remember that it is because the NFL had rigged it for the Browns to win the Super Bowl. Look, if the Browns won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Haslam as the owner, I think we need to question whether the NFL is rigged or not. That dude doesn't know how to own the NFL team to save his life. That's a different debate for a different time though. Um my final conspiracy theory, and I'm kind of excited to um to hear your thoughts on this one. We touched a little bit on this one, but not really a lot. So my fourth take is this. There is a new um I guess you would call it professional. I don't think they're semi professional, but a new professional football league known as the XFL. Who, um they were they they tried to they tried to to start themselves I think about 15 to 20 years ago um I think back then it was co-ran by Dix McMahon and uh I think Donald Trump may have had a part in it too but anyways they they ended up fizzling out and so now the xFL has come back so the commissioner for the xFL is a guy by the name of Oliver Luck. Now, when I say the name Oliver Luck, I'm sure to the majority of you guys, that doesn't mean anything. But something that is important to know about Mr. Oliver Luck is that he is the father of former NFL star Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, as you remember, just retired prior to this past season. The XFL has uh, just launched itself this season. So my conspiracy is Twofold. I believe that Andrew Luck conveniently retired from the NFL in order to join the XFL as a player and help boost their image and make them a larger,
0: Ooh. a larger,
1: um, have more, have more merit to them. Cause think about it. They tried with Colin Kaepernick and Kaepernick wasn't going to go for it. So I think if they were to have somebody like Andrew Luck join, I mean, people would watch the XFL just to see Andrew Luck. So I think that Andrew Luck is going to come either – I think he he quit the – he retired from the NFL um, to either join the XFL as a player or I think that he plans on running um, the XFL, hoping to put the NFL out of business because the NFL um, contributed to him getting hurt. So – Aaron, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Andrew Luck is secretly retired to either join the XFL um, as a player to help his father boost their image or to help his father run it? Am I an idiot or is there any merit to that one?
0: You know what? I was ready to call you an idiot. I was ready. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, Oliver Luck is Andrew's dad, which I didn't actually connect that until this weekend. Um, I don't know many people with the last name of Luck, but I assumed it had to be semi, like, I don't know, normal. Um, right. fair. But, <laughs> but what, what has me changing my mind a little bit and wondering about this theory is, cause I don't, I don't necessarily see him playing because I know he's struggled with injuries and they don't they don't really protect not that they don't protect their players but they allow the the hitting that the NFL has gone back on to try and protect safety although the XFL has taken steps and measures to make sure that it's a safe lead um like with the um like with the kickoffs and everything um But I actually would not be surprised if next year, if Andrew Luck does join and play a team, play for one of the teams, like they can't pay him what the NFL did. But I feel like, ooh, I'm going to play this conspiracy theory game with you. So, because now I kind of, I believe that he's here for the 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 boost of a uh, really family business. It's all his dad, but if he can get his hands yeah. on it and it's successful, um, and yeah. Andrew Luck is a big name and he's still young, if he's yeah. sitting back one year and kind of watching the team and seeing which one that he could go play for, be successful, and not get hurt with, because if you step in year one, like right now the quarterbacks are ones who are trying to um get into the NFL, right? So they are okay with potentially not being protected completely well because they're trying to play well enough to get into the NFL. Well, right. if there's a team that's lacking in the quarterback realm and Andrew Luck, I don't know, steps in and plays, not only does it boost people watching and buying tickets, it builds intrigue. Maybe it brings out some other quarterbacks. Maybe they do – um like not the XFL, but the USFL used to be able to, um, used to be able to entice players to come out of college early and play for them, and then go to the pros. And that's what like Herschel Walker did. Um yeah. So if if I I do believe that Andrew Luck, in some capacity, over the next year, is going to join the XFL. I'm not going to say he's going to be a quarterback somewhere. But in some capacity where you see his face and hear his name will help boost Stock and help put some money in his family's pocket. I, I, I'm down with this conspiracy theory. He retired knowing the XFL was starting this year and is trying to find a way to integrate himself into the XFL and give the NFL a run for their money. Um, or he could be trying to use it to build a developmental league. Like there's no there's no G League, like how there's a G League in basketball, there's no G League right. for the NFL and I know that their season is built in such a way that it's right after the NFL and it ends before like mini camps happen. So therefore right. there's a window so there's a plenty enough window where you get to keep your players through the entire X F L season. And then they can go sign to the NFL. So he's either trying to compete with the NFL or trying to build a viable development pipeline system that could have wait for years to come. Because, you know, if you look at the Seahawks, they signed two running backs who had been retired for like two years. Whereas oh. if there's this, if there's this developmental league keeping running backs in, um, football shape. No, they may not be NFL caliber running backs right now, but they're used to getting hit. They're used to playing football. They've been practicing all the time and they are in much better condition than Marshawn Lynch. So you could have went to a one of these teams and pulled one of their running backs to play in the playoffs who are already football ready. You know what? I'm taking your conspiracy theory and I'm going to run with it. Not that they're competing with the NFL But that Andrew Luck and his dad are trying to create a viable developmental league pipeline to the NFL that is going to be a multi million dollar industry that is eventually going to be bought out by the NFL and they will never have to work another day in their life. There we go. That is my that is my theory. There we go. There you go.
1: Well, uh, and the thing is, like, I mean, it sound, it may sound ridiculous to people, but like, I think people have to also realize how thinking smart Andrew Luck is. Like, if you listen to that guy talk, I mean, for crying out loud, he graduated from Stanford. Like, he's one of the most intelligent people, definitely like sports players that I think I've ever listened to. Um, and so, he can legitimately develop something Like the XFL, and his dad is, you know, even just half as smart as as Andrew Luck is. I think they could definitely make the XFL um, a legit developmental thing for the NFL, and and end up getting bought out and and having enough money to retire and set their family up for generations to come. Um, So yeah, i uh, I think this one could. I think this one could have some have some legit uh, merit to it. I think. I think it it starts off as a conspiracy theory, but you guys wait and watch in a couple of years and watch me and Aaron be right about the uh the XFL becoming the developmental league for the NFL. So uh so that's it, Aaron. That's all that I had for all my conspiracy theories. I'm sure that as we watch sports that I will have more conspiracy theories come along. But uh we would love to know your feedback. um let us know if you guys thought that uh we have any merit. Or if you guys thought that I gave four takes that just proved that I was more of an idiot. Comment, uh, let us know on Facebook, give us a share. Um that's kind of all that I had for, for this. Aaron, do you have anything that you wanted to add or discuss?
0: I don't. I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was solid. So let us know what y'all thought, if you thought it was as solid as I thought it was. And, if you enjoyed it, let us know some of your conspiracies, some of your things that you have conspiracy oh, yeah. theories around, and maybe we yeah. can discuss it and uh, and uh see if we agree, see if we're like, nah, there's no way that's real. But if you have <laughs> conspiracy theories, <laughs> let, by all means, let us know. We would love to discuss them. But outside of that, make sure you give us a follow on Facebook, share our uh Share our podcast, rate, review, let us know how it's going. Um, anything left, this?
1: No, that's it. Appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Don't forget to give us a like, a share, and a follow on Facebook and on Instagram. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. Have a great week.
0: All right, Well. out.